Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! So you can text the show at 10.50.50. I, I can see right now most of it is about Patrick Kane and is he going to the Rangers. But you can text us your thoughts on the race and cookie and why am I 100% correct in saying they are trash. The Raptors. Wait a minute. Is, is Jakob Pertle the savior? Now, I'm wary of going full, small, sample size theater here. I mean, I was tempted last night to do a thing on look out for the Lakers after they beat the Grizzlies 124-111. I mean, they did it with LeBron shooting 5 of 20. Eight players scoring double digits. Maybe their trade deadline moves are going to work. Maybe getting rid of Russell Westbrook was the key for a dangerous playoff run for the Lake, sh- for the Lake Show. But then I remember they're 28 and 32. Portland's got a better record. I don't trust Anthony Davis to stay healthy. And of course, there was there was no Steph Curry last night. So the Raptors beat the Pelicans 115, 110, and the Pirtle numbers are nuts since his glorious return to Toronto last night. 21 points, a nine of 11 shooting, 18 rebounds, two assists, and three steals, and I think at least one block. His last two games. He has 51 points on 26 of 30 shooting. That's ridiculous. He's got 27 rebounds, 7 blocks. Ridiculous. But where you really saw his help last night was in the fourth quarter. That was the best version of Jakob Pertl because no one else could hit a shot. And there was Jakob keeping the ship upright. The team shot 4 of 15 with 2.40 left. 5 of 19 against the Pelicans. It looked like New Orleans was going to come back until that critical Gary Trent Jr. three-pointer with 13 seconds left. Nice pass by Siakam. And it gave the Raptors the cushion they need. But Siakam shot 1 of 7 in that fourth quarter. But there was Jakob Pirtle, 10 points, 6 rebounds, and a block. So the slightly bigger pitcher is, hey, Toronto has won three of four since Jakob was acquired. That's great. This all leads to the one big question that I was wondering about after the game. Does his early success show the that the all, every player is 6-9 plan, that that plan was maybe a little misguided? That maybe, you know, you need a little height? The steadying, calm influence that he brings to the half-court offense, which has been the Raptors' biggest weakness since Kawhi and his uncle went to L.A., that Pirtle is making the half-court offense that much better. And you can see the differences that he's making. You also get actual, real rim protection. And it's not just about blocks and the numbers you get there, but it's about forcing other big men to rush, to take bad shots near the rim. We saw that a couple times last night with Jonas Valanciunas. Setting proper screens to create actual space for teammates. It's all the little things that we haven't seen since Marcus Gasol was making life miserable for Joel Embiid. Now, I know we live in a world where we're always looking for the next great thing. And hey, by the way, innovation, critical for existence. But what happens when we ignore what just works? 
I know we live in a time where the ultimate insult is to say someone is old. Oh, did you hear what old man Cos was saying? You try to bring up that what worked in the past can still work in the present, that there's nothing wrong with tried and true. Now, you do that, you throw that out into the universe, and suddenly you get accused of being Abe Simpson. You're an old man. You're yelling at clouds. Get off of my lawn. No one wants to be accused of that. We live in a time where it's all about being new and young. Sometimes traditional is correct. Sometimes the conservative approach, it has its place. To win in basketball, you need size. You need a center. Now, that center doesn't have to be the main offensive player. This is not the 80s and 90s where Ewing and Shaq or Hakeem. But you see that big behemoth in the middle. They, They don't have to be the leader in usage for your team to win. But you better have an effective one starting. It's funny, Pirtle just unlocks so much of what this team can be. And, and he's not an all-star, and he's, you know, and I understand that. But he can help save a team that went too far. And I think we can agree, the Raptors went too far, and everyone is positionless. Everyone is 6'9", the long wingspan. Hey, you know, maybe having a traditional center is, it's like for the older generation who used to smoke on planes and use rotary phones. You know, people of the old days, you know, having the traditional center is not the worst thing in the world. Now, don't get me wrong. Positionless basketball can work. The Miami Heat on their run, they did it with a skinny Bosch at center, but they had LeBron James. Golden State won the title last year. Draymond Green was their de facto center. The guy is 6'6". Of course, when you have the greatest shooter to ever play basketball, Uh, You can play just about any style you want. So to anyone who's about to accuse me of going full old man, well, first, there's nothing wrong with being old. Isn't that the goal for everyone on earth? You know, to someday reach an old age and somehow still be productive? And and second, there's still plenty of outside of the box on the team. Barnes and Siakam playing the role of point guard when Van Vliet is out. And credit must go to Masai Ujiri. The trade for Jakob, that's an acknowledgement that maybe the no center plan was a mistake. The best executives are the ones who don't hide from their missteps, but rather try to fix their past mistakes instead of stubbornly plowing forward. And I know, I know, this is all wildly small sample size. The Raptors' win streak has come against some bad teams, and the Pelicans didn't have Zion Williamson in the lineup. But you, but you cannot deny that there is something fascinating about a team who started the year where their identity was about creating a lineup that looked completely different from the rest of the league and now they're having their most success with a very traditional looking roster and that is my opening thought i'm finished